Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm JT. And the purpose of this video is to talk to you about the Jehovah's Witnesses and the role of the circuit overseer. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. JT, let's talk about the CO, the circuit overseer. Uh, what's their role? He's really a middle manager. He is part of the management structure in the organization. So how does a person become a circuit overseer? The way people become circuit overseers is, is pretty straightforward. Uh, society has basically a, a system of progression within the organization. Mm. Uh, your typical uh, circuit overseer, his background will be that he was either a regular pioneer, special pioneer, or a missionary. Mm. Um, with that as their theocratic resume, that puts them in the position to be selected to be a circuit overseer. Now, this term CO or circuit overseer, it caught my attention when I was an unbaptized publisher. Uh, circuit overseer. Overseer has a connotation to it. Yes. It reminded me of something I saw in the movie Roots. <laughs> I just got to be real as a black man. <laughs> and I asked what the circuit overseer looked like. And regretfully, or not surprisingly, well, there was that racial dynamic. Okay. Now, I'm not putting that out there. I'm just asking about circuit overseer. Why this term? What does this really mean? Well, they, they, they get it from, from uh, those in the Bible who were overseers of the congregations back in the first century. And so they simply integrated in to mm -hmm. what they call the circuit overseer. Um, there is no concept in the Bible of a circuit overseer or a district overseer. We know that because they got rid of the district overseer, so we know it has very little to do with the Bible. This is really a position or a title within the organizational structure. That's just the bottom line. All right, fair enough. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Yes. And this is a video about the leadership in mm -hmm. the organization. Tell me about the wife of the circuit overseer. Lady C uh, at lunch was talking about, and you, were mm -hmm. talking about uh, the mental health of the circuit overseer's wife. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting when you look back at it. it the wife of the circular seer, it may look like it's very glamorous, mm. but actually it's not. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to a number of circular seers in regards to you know their wife and the challenges they face being a wife of a circuit overseer. Um, and unfortunately, it often becomes very depressing. Mm. And the reason why is very simple. Uh, they have to listen to the same talk for six months, same jokes, everything. Mm. Um, they don't have any home many times. Uh, I remember a circus telling me once that uh, the biggest challenge his wife has is when they would go stay with friends who had children or who had a, who had a home, uh, their wife would often become somewhat depressed because she does not have it. He said, my wife doesn't even have a little flower garden she can plant. And so this particular brother was at Bethel. And he says he was so glad that when they got to Bethel, his wife could have a permanent room. Because as the traveling overseer, he says, man, you know, some nights, some weeks, you know, you have friends who got soft beds, friends who got hard beds, dog come in the bedroom with your kids coming in, looking, looking through the door and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they give up all their privacy. And it's very interesting because these are some of the most diehard people in the organization. Mm -hmm. They've given up kids. Mm -hmm. uh, they've given up a lot of things. Um, over the years, though, the attitude, unfortunately, has changed somewhat. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, they used to allow the circuit overseers to have a trailer. Okay. They could pull it behind their car, and that gave the wives some type of permanency. I was at Bethel with a guy. Uh, when he got accepted to Bethel, him his, him, his father and mother, they all were regular pioneers. When he got to Bethel, uh, the society, within less than like a month or so, they 
invited his parents to go into the traveling work. Mm. So they had a trip, like a little Winnebago. You know, they would pull behind their car. And they had it for probably about a year or so. And then they got a letter from the society saying, no more. Mm. You're going to go back to staying with the friends in their homes. And so for, for circuit overseers who didn't have a circuit overseer apartment, because every congregation around the world doesn't have a circuit overseer apartment. Mm. Some do, but a lot of them don't. Mm. And so they got thrown back into the homes of friends. And once again, it, it creates a challenge for a lot of the circuit overseers. Why? So circuit overseers sound like good men trying to make good things happen for Jehovah. Yeah. Do Let's now link this conversation to some of the videos that we've shot about judicial cases mm -hmm. and shunning and fallout. Are they responsible for checking into these judicial cases to see if they've been handled properly? If someone is being shunned, do they go and reach out, make sure that that family is reunited? How do they get involved in that part of the ministry? Interesting, circumstances don't get involved in that part. Say so what? No, no, no. The part that they get involved in is meeting with the elders to make sure that they're carrying out society's guidelines. But, but, but everything rises and falls on leadership. And the elders are the local leaders. The mm -hmm. circuit overseer, again, love that term, uh, the circuit overseer mm -hmm. is over the elders. It would seem like a natural flow would be that they would be double-clicking and checking to make sure that the ju judicial cases are handled correctly, that love is being administered, families are still together. No. Once a judicial case is done, circuit overseer just simply makes a notation when he goes in and does his report. That's so all. who does the love checking, so to speak, if not the circuit <laughs> overseer? Who, who makes sure that Jehovah's Word is being applied from that standpoint? That's a good question. I'm still waiting to get the answer to that. Uh, typically, what they, they have a program that they've instituted for many years where the elders will make uh, their visits to all the disfellowship people in the congregation. They'll make a yearly visit. The problem is the elders wait to the last minute because the service is coming. He's going to ask, did y'all visit all the disfellowship people? And so you get this mad dash of the elders trying to call on the inactive ones. Because, you, know, you know, the regional manager's coming to town. It's, just, it's like in any other company. When you hear reports of somebody from headquarters is coming to your company, everybody cleans up. <laughs> then when they leave, you go back to being the normal. And that's the problem people have uh, when the service comes. The friends are so loving and kind, and then two weeks later, no, they're back to doing what they always do. So the circuit overseer, a good man, mm -hmm. company man, company, company man. role, comes in and checks the financials mm -hmm. and the hours. Yes. But not on the love. No. Not um, on the leadership. I'm, I'm telling you, if a circuit overseer moves to a new, new circuit, before he meets anybody in that congregation, he gets to the Kingdom Hall, he's looking for basically two records. Mm. Give me the accounts record mm. and give me the field service records. Mm. So he will already have an opinion of this congregation before he has met anybody for any of the meetings. And so after he checks the field service time and the financials, uh, many times he will use that to formulate what he will be speaking about the week that he's there. Mm -hmm. And they have what's called a local, local needs part where he will basically talk about the local needs of the congregation. Mm -hmm. And then it will expand when they go to the circuit assembly where they'll talk about the local needs of the circuit. Mm -hmm. And so once again, you see literally management in place. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what people often see. And, and it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. And some circuit seers are worse than others. But generally, for the most part, you will find that they will often be trying to carry out what the society says to do. Sounds more like a corporation than Christ to me. 
Uh, but this is the role of the circuit overseer. Yeah. And the purpose of this video was to educate you just a little bit more about the circuit overseer and how the circuit or overseer and that role integrates with judicial cases, mm -hmm. the fallout that we talked about, shunning, families, friends, individuals. So JT, mm -hmm. let me ask, All right. as it relates to the circuit overseer, mm -hmm. Should they, in fact, be auditing, checking on some of these judicial cases and how families are handled and decisions are rendered as part of the loving process? Yeah, and that's a good question. Um, I know people have asked that question, and unfortunately, the answer is, is no. Uh, the circuit overseer, one of the things that elders are pretty much taught, and they understand, it's like an understanding, you don't question the decisions of another elder. Congregations don't question the decisions of elder bodies. That's, that is rarely ever done. Um, and so when the circuit comes in, if a judicial case was handled that involved two witnesses and it's been closed, he just assumes done job well done. He's not going to be going behind and checking. No, they don't do that, unfortunately. Doesn't sound like there's a check and balance process in place, but again, the supreme question is, yeah. does this sound like Jehovah God, yeah. like God's word, or does this sound man-made? So, JT, any closing comments, observations about the CO and their role? Yeah, it, it goes back to what I've always said. They're basically middle managers, mm -hmm. just as simple. Uh, the purpose of the circular CO when he comes, especially now, is he actually does the appointment of elders and ministerial servants. Mm -hmm. This was really a brilliant idea of the society, legal department, and the service department. Therefore, taking the responsibility of bad elders that are appointed they no longer are responsible for that. They'll simply say, well, the circuit officer appointed these men down here. Mm -hmm. So it's like in any other corporation. People in upper management always put buffers between them mm. and the lower level people. That's, that's just the way business runs. So the circuit overseer is responsible for running the business but not checking on the love. Well, once again, this is not about love. This is a business. Go to work and ask how much love flows around your company. Yeah, but God's word is about love. That is true. It's about leadership, and it's about truth, and it's not a business. And that is true. That is the way it should be, but this is the way it actually is. In fact, the Watchtower was way ahead of Mark Zuckerberg. In, fa you know, in Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg has a little thing called friends. Witnesses have been using that term for years. Mm. So you know, they, they, they capture that term called people the friends that you actually turn out to find out many times they're not really your friends. Mm. And so when the circuit overseer comes, most circuit overseers, especially from the society standpoint, they're not known as for their qualities of the fruits of the spirit. Mm. What makes a circuit overseer well-known at Bethel and well-respected by the service department, by the governing body, he's a good company man. He's a good society man. You will rarely ever hear of a circuit overseer from the society standpoint, being referred to as he's an outstanding person who displays the fruits of the Spirit. That's not what he's known for. So, once again, we see what's really nothing more than, than middle management doing their job. I'm Daniel. I'm JT. And we'll see you on the next video. All right. Hey, this is Lady C. Thank you for tuning in to The Critical Thought. We appreciate having you in our audience. Not only that, but we invite you to subscribe to our channel and be sure to hit that bell so that you can receive notifications when we upload new content. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and give us a thumbs up if you like this video. Thank you for being in our audience. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.